Welcome to The Recovery Mile, a podcast where we discuss all things substance use and mental health from a professional, practical, and personal perspective. My name's Tommy Morris, Director of Business Development at 12 Oaks Recovery, and with me as always is my awesome co-host, Dixie Gras, Clinical Director at 12 Oaks Recovery. Depression. So this is like B.B. King, right? Like the blues? Like we're singing the blues? No. Like, no, you are blue. You're more like blue man group. Like, <laughs> I'm blue, da, da, da. Like, that's like Eeyore. Hey, guys. Yeah. So we're talking less B.B. King, singing the blues, more yes. Eeyore, down hey the Hey, guys. This is like an emo Eeyore. Oh, that's taking that's, Eeyore to a whole Is, is that other not like the best visual level. on the planet? Yes. Like he's yes. got like the side sweat bangs yeah, yeah. and like the black eyelashes. Yes, yes. There's got to be a picture out there. We're going to find that. <laughs> oh, wait. I could pretty sure I could Google something real quick. I don't doubt that. How, weird, what would that weird. even look like? This is amazing. So we're talking about depression. Yes. So today we are talking about depression. So Dixie, as Yo. the licensed clinical professional. Thanks for just throwing my... Oh, here he is. Look. <laughs> wait. <laughs> oh, we do have that. All right. So we are going to somehow <laughs> save that a, image. He's, he's got the Colt on his back of his jacket. Nice. We will share that. We will share that. <laughs> All right, so back to it. So depression, what do we what do we mean when we're talking about depression? So we're we're talking obviously about more than just the blues. Yeah. So what are what are we talking about? So depression, in my opinion, not to be Debbie Downer, wah, wah, one of the hardest things to treat. And so I say that because lack of motivation really is the primary symptom of depression and so we can have situational depression when something happens you know like a breakup a loss of a job just a really stressful time or you're finding a hard time to deal and you don't know where to start and you just kind of feel like you're in a bog like a tray you you know just depressed like down dragons like the ball and chain behind you and so Right, like it's more than just sadness, right? It's oh, more yeah. than just feeling 100%. sad. 100%. And that's and right. that's why I'm um setting up to different differentiate here if I can speak properly, um but I can't. So, just being sad or kind of blah is just a mood, and I don't want to minimize right. that cuz those are very important, but whenever it really starts to increase and you're you're sad more often than not and you are not finding yourself laughing you're not finding things humorous anymore we call it flat like you're flat as a board your mood is not up or it's down it's eeyore all the time and you're not able to get out of bed you're not showering you're not eating you know you're ignoring phone calls you're missing work these are the types of things when we're talking about serious depression and thoughts of hopelessness. I I can't get out of this bed. I can't, I don't know how. I want to, but I don't know how. I just, I feel exhausted. I hear that a lot. You physically can't move. Yeah, there's more more of a lingering aspect, right? Because in grief, Mm -hmm. right, I can feel sadness, Mm -hmm. right? I lose someone close to me. I am experiencing this grief. I'm kind of going through that grieving process and I'm feeling sad from that, right. but that is different in one and other uh, ways that right. depression may show itself versus yes. grief, but also in the the length of time that it lingers. Exactly. And so that's where we're talking about situational depression. So obviously you lose someone that was close to you. 
you can become depressed. Right, can. Yes, you can become depressed. That is situational. It's something that happened to you that you are experiencing. Now, whenever we're dealing with something more significant, we're talking about brain chemicals at work here, okay? So I don't want to say your brain's not working properly, but it's just not holding on to the chemicals it naturally makes for the length of time a quote-unquote within normal limits or normal person might experience them. So it's not the fact there's something wrong with you. It's just not working quite right it just needs to be tweaked a little bit and so it becomes very frustrating and you know the quality of life is poor like I said you don't want to leave you don't want to create relationships you want to just deal with things um and nine times out of ten it's by sleeping and not leaving the house right you don't want to do anything and that's that lack of motivation there's definitely something that happens in our brain that just kind of shuts off that motivational thing we it's like a rain cloud is following us around everywhere and it's gloom and and we yeah we just don't want to pick ourselves up and do anything which i think some people would probably you know, look at somebody's depression why don't you just pick yourself up why can't right. you just turn it off like a light switch right. you know why why can't you just be happy um, but it doesn't really work that <laughs> that's way my right? that's my favorite just smile the right. sun's out. It's such a beautiful day. And, and it's like, well, why didn't I think of that? Like, right. You know. Like depression is this hard caked mask on our face. And as soon as we smile, it breaks it off and things are magically better. I know. There's rainbows and unicorns somewhere, right. you know, involved in that. And it's just simply not that way. Right. You can't just watch an episode of Care Bears and it's going to feel better. Right? No, right. Ex- exactly. Right. It's... um. There's no lion heart here to make it all better. And whenever we're going, you know, with that aspect, we're not doing that to poke fun or say something. You know, we are naturally made to greet each other and say, oh, smile. You know, I'm so sorry. Really, that's a response of I don't know what to do or say. And I don't know how to help you. Right. Right. And and honestly, like, that's the worst thing. It's like, smile. It's such a beautiful day. Why aren't you smiling? And you're like, I want to punch you in the throat. Right, right. <laughs> that would make me feel better. Right. Uh, but only momentarily. And so that's where combination treatment is super important. So there's lots of things that go into factors of depression, right? So we've already talked a little bit about situational depression, things <laughs> that have just happened. So we want that to be treated. If it's grief, like you mentioned, um, the loss of a relationship or something like that, or a job or a person actually passing away we want to get you into treatment so then that way you can actually talk it out and be able to to work through those things and progress using some skills learning some skills um in addition to some some other things as well and so then also we're we're talking about our brains not quite working right you know it burns off that serotonin a little too fast and so that follows in families and so if you have family members that have depression, the likelihood of you having it is pretty significant. Yeah, I read that. I read that um, 40% are likely to to battle or struggle with depression if a close family member, i.e. parent, mm-hmm. ch- child, sibling also struggle with it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so that's why, you know, whenever you do come in for, you know, therapy, let's just say that, we do assessments on you and we do ask if there are family histories of certain types of mental disorders or or illnesses, excuse the terminology for some of you that don't like that terminology, because we want to track some of these things. So if you have a, both parents that have depression and um, significant depression, we're going to be looking at that and, and matching up symptoms that 
you are presenting with to so we can effectively treat you. And then also, too, there can be other things that come into play, you know, past traumas, for example, past issues that lead into feelings of poor self-worth. I don't feel worthy. I feel worthless. I'm hopeless. Right. Some, you know, I don't want to say negative Nelly all the time, but that cognitive dissonance, it's not true, but our brains tell us it's true. We believe it. And so we will set ourselves back if we were in that boat, right? Yeah. So there are definite risk factors for it, right? We You touched on, you know, the brain and the biochemistry and kind of uh, the different chemicals in our brains that may... Mm-hmm. Um, not be firing correctly and it may lead to depression. Um, right. We talked about genetics, right? Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. That those close to us personality, you know, you know, you're kind of talking to some of that, you mm-hmm. know, that if, if someone just kind of by nature tends to have a little lower self-esteem, mm-hmm. maybe doesn't handle stress well. Right. And they're a generally pessimistic, <laughs> uh, I guess yeah. going back to Eeyore, right. Type of Eeyore, person, yeah. then, then their risk factor um, would increase uh, for facing uh, depression and mm-hmm. then obviously our environment you know yeah. people who have experienced abuse or trauma mm-hmm. um, have been witnesses or victims of violence um, neglect and even um, poverty is shown to yes. increase the risk of battling depression and, and then another one would be the use of substances or a, a substance use disorder can actually increase your risk of battling depression. So you want to speak to, to maybe some of, or all of those? Yeah. So, so we can even go into poverty. Um, it's very, very difficult to remain optimistic, you know, in your environment, looking across all different socioeconomic statuses. It's just difficult to find motivation when you're looking around you and no one leaves. Everybody comes back. Everybody's going to jail. Everybody's addicted to something. You kind of lose the the sunshine in that, right? It goes off survival. So we're back to that now. It, living, living a life that is purely um, optimism and, and grace is very, very hard when you're looking around like that. Right. And so um, that's very difficult. And then Substance use as well, we're kind of circling and looping back around low self-worth, self-esteem. This goes back to that. I I, I messed up. Right. You know, I, I'm addicted to something. I am chained to something that biologically my body needs, my brain convinces me that I need, and I am not in control of that. And that is very difficult to, yeah. to deal with. So, so, so in that too, I think that two factors in substance use, right, is one, once you're you're in it, for a time. I mean, there can, you, there can come a point of, of tolerance to the point where you're not achieving with your use. You're not getting the same euphoria you used to get. Right. So you right. kind of get into a place where you feel stuck right? and your, your use now has become just maintaining right. or maintaining some level of comfort or not going through withdrawals. And when you start to feel stuck mm-hmm. and in this like place of limbo right. between getting euphoria and getting clean, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> getting yeah. sober, yeah. then it can create depression. Uh, yeah. The other aspect can be disappointing people, right? Uh-huh. Who, disappointing loved ones and, and things of that nature. And yourself. Right. Yeah. And so so that can lead to it. And then with the poverty, you know, one of the aspects of depression is that hopelessness. And so when you look around you and you feel hopeless, yeah. you don't feel that there's hope uh-huh. for you or those around you to break free from whatever it is that is around you that you're facing, be it the poverty or crime or whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. you know, that hopelessness 
you know, can lead you into depression. Right. No, you're exactly right. And also back to substance use, um, some substances just, if you didn't have issues with depression before, some of these can make you. You could be depleted right. where you have to have something to feel some type of euphoria to feel joy. So it right. actually makes you depressed. Well, like al- alcohol being just a natural downer. Well, right? well, it's a, it's a, um, it's a neural suppressant. Yeah. So it slows down the synaptic potential, but I'm thinking of some stimulants as well, where if you don't have it, you, you're depressed, right? you know? And, and so if you weren't that way before, you know, you absolutely can become that way. And then back to what you're speaking of is hope is the answer. Hope is the answer for all of this. And right. whenever we're looking into treatments for depression, we have to really work with external hope, extrinsic hope. Okay. So I am here showing you there's the the way, right? There is a way. And as that begins to build, you, you know, you begin to experience hopefully intrinsic hope, right? Okay. So I can see this today. I see it's possible. I see I can do this. And, and that starts to build up, right? And so then as a clinician, I want to see that and go, okay, see, you're doing it. And then we're building that up every day, every day, every day. And that is really the the answer to this because that hopeless, helpless, worthless feeling, that's when we're dealing with suicidality. That's when we're dealing with individuals that have, you know, really bad passive suicidal thought all the time. I, the world is better off without me. You know, you know how many people normally think that and they just say it off the rip and then don't right. even think it as, as suicidal thought. It happens. Right. It happens and it's chronic. And then these people don't have actual plans. They don't want to actively die. They're just totally cool if they don't wake up. You know? Right. So. Yes. Yeah. That is that, that place of life isn't worth living in a sense where someone might not have an active plan yeah. to make that happen. Right. But that is that feeling of, well, if I don't wake up tomorrow, who cares? Oh uh, yeah. Who cares? And right. I'm cool with it. And that's, that's probably more common um, than anything, right? Oh, yeah. It's probably more common than intentional um, suicidal ideations or a plan. Right. right? No, you're a hundred percent right. And, and just like living your life, taking risks that you potentially wouldn't take right. before. Yeah. That's what I was just thinking that you, you your risks definitely will increase at that uh-huh. point. Cause you just don't care. And you're really, you're not really thinking about how your risk may impact everybody else around mm-hmm. you. You're just, you're very much just focused on you and that, You've given up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it, on yourself, on everything. And and not to say it would move to an active thought, like right. actively having a plan. Substance use is in that. Right. That's that's suicide on installment. Right. You're just slowly doing it. Right. Exactly. You know? yeah, yeah. You're you're increasing your risk. You're increasing your chances. Um, We can go back to not eating. And, uh, and I was just going to say unhealthy care, eating unhealthy habits, Unhealthy eating right? habits. Not, not take, eating, overeating, overeating, eating garbage nonstop. 100%. Right. If that depression, I'm going to sit in my bed or sit yep. on my couch and, and gorge gonna, myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to essentially commit suicide slowly. Slowly. And and so these are all very slow, passive thoughts that, that not anybody wants to talk about. No one wants to talk about it because oh. then heaven forbid, they are loaded up and carted away because I'm not saying anything. Mm. Well, if you don't say anything, we can't work with it either. Because yeah. a lot of these thoughts, so many people have them and they're all the time. And then one day you get tired of it and it moves to active thought and you're yeah. like, I'm done. Yeah. So. I think that's, that's the, the concern is that untreated, unaddressed, right? the place that it can go. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, we don't just magically get better. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure that, you know, there's going to be cases, right? Where someone kind of 
comes out of the funk, right? It's just that there's things that can happen, but more often than not, it's, we need help, right? Like if, right. if, if we could do it on our own, right? Oh man. Then why uh, are we talking right now? Right, exactly. Yeah. Right. Why are there therapists and counselors so let's and treatment keep it centers real. and things? Like right. even, even if you think that you could do it on your own, I promise you still talk to your cat. you know yes like you like why are you talking to your cat right you're putting it out there somewhere it's going right but it's like in our in our past discussion of recovery and relapse like when we're like it can come back yeah it can completely like an episode a depressive episode can can get better and you can climb out of that funk for a little while but something else can happen and it pushes you right back in and here you are again. And so your symptoms have come back. There's been a relapse. There's been, you know, you're not leaving your house again. And you know what it looks like. You know, if you're yeah. that attuned to it, you know, hey, when I stop eating right, when I stop eating breakfast and I eat breakfast every day, regardless, it's crap. Right. Okay. It is junk. A hundred percent. Like everybody knows me, knows how much I eat Taco Bell. Okay. <laughs> you know, this is true. Taco Bell and cheeseburger. I am the worst. Right. But whatevs different conversation for a different day but when i start eating <laughs> breakfast you know like that would be an indicator something's going on like what right. did you eat like yeah. why why did you not eat and so knowing yourself we're gonna you know get into to treatments yeah symptoms and treatments right yeah so symptoms are isolating not talking not answering your phone not answering texts right even because who what monster calls you <laughs> Like if you don't live with them, what monster calls you on the phone? Like, okay, seriously, but you're not answering text messages anymore and you're isolating yourself even from the closest of people to you. You're not leaving the room and all these things. Like, do you know you do that? You know, are you listening to people? Is there a plan? Yeah. And these are things family members, loved ones, friends need to look out for as well. Right. Because. Oh yeah. Most people aren't going to wear a sign saying or a shirt I'm that depressed. says, I'm depressed, right? Like, right. Like know, I'm giving color. up, right? No. It doesn't yeah. change to blue. Right. <laughs> and, and most people aren't, you know, they're not posting that on social media, right? Mm-hmm. They're still posting. If any, if they're, they're either not posting or they're still posting the happy face. They're or posting the mask. I am also going to challenge that and say, or they're posting that they're depressed and that's being seen as attention seeking behavior. Like, oh, they're so dramatic. Well, that goes back to our, you know, our episode our other on, on, on stigmas, right? Where we talked about not judging, right? right. Understanding terminology, understanding what somebody you know, who is battling depression is going to, to maybe put out there and us understanding the terminology or the signs or the symptoms so that we don't judge, we mm-hmm. actually reach out and try to help them. So, right. but as a family member, we need to be looking, you know, for these things, everything's not going to be, you know, we, we, I think, and I say we, I just kind of journalize with people, no, you're right? Good. That, I, that, as humans, right, we as, as, humans. as humans, we may be waiting for that extreme thing, right? The right. person who starts giving away their belongings and oh, the things yeah. that we mm-hmm. that we would associate with suicide, suicidal ideations or a plan, mm-hmm. right? They're, 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 they're that extreme. And they but, don't even always do that. Right, but yeah. the symptoms, the things can start much more subtly than mm-hmm. these major things. The right. subtle isolations, the subtle changes yeah. in behavior, the, the withdrawing, like you said, the not responding to text, maybe... Mm-hmm changes in eating behaviors maybe mm. changes in social media activity yeah right the, these are you know that's something that years ago you couldn't have looked but you can look at now and go right. 
Oh man. Oh my right, God. Right. And normally after the fact, unfortunately, if, right. if there's a depressive episode or it, you know, if, if you are having some inkling or there's an intervention about your depression or something like that, you can go back and look at that. I, I did this or I did that. Those are indicators. Cause I'm going to tell you, you're going to keep doing those things. And those are the stuff to watch for. If, if right. We're going to use the word trigger and we're going to use the word behavior and we're going to use the word stimuli and all those things. And looking out for those patterns going, okay, something's coming or I'm feeling some kind of way right now, right. you know, Hey, why, why didn't you text or like depression naps, depression naps are real, mm. you know, or you're sleeping three and four hours and you're sleeping 10 hours at night because you just cannot stay awake. Dixie, I'm just tired. No, it's, it's it, identifying. That's the separation. Yeah. You know, there's a difference in just being tired and there's a depression, a depression nap where you're hiding and you're isolating. Right. You know, one is, I mean, they're not always bad, but like, are you doing it every day? Right. Or are you just doing it once a week? Like, do you know why you're doing it? And this goes back to, to how is it impacting your daily life? Exactly. Right? There's, there's been some impact into the productivity of daily life. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and how is it affecting you? What's going on? Are you going to therapy for it? Are you, right. are you, do you, are you on medication? Does that help? And I'm not going to sit here and say, okay, every person that has depression is on medication. That's not true. Okay. That's right. a, that's a lie. And even people with significant depression are not on medication. Okay. But what are you doing? Is right. your diet in check? Um, are you exercising? Do you have a, a team? And by a team, I don't just mean treatment team as in psychiatrist, uh, general prac, or therapist. I mean, do people at home know what's going on? Yeah. I've seen the best thing ever. It was like um, an infographic or a meme or something. It's like, you know, depression team. It's like, I'm coming over to pick you up to take you somewhere, but they're not actually going anywhere. It's in a car and they're driving them in the sun. Because being in the sun is substantial for someone to have de that has depression because yeah. you can become vitamin depleted and all sorts of things like that. It helps. But expecting someone with depression to go out with you is insane. Right. That is the most pressure. That's why I say it's one of the hardest things to treat. But having someone load you up in a car and just to drive you around for an hour, that is salt. That's a solid right there. And then load yeah. you back up and, and take you inside. You see what I'm saying? But it's stuff like that that is thinking outside the box. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, because, so like light therapy yeah. is a therapy, right? it's, it, that, Well, <laughs> so, that's what I just described. Right, and so we may you know, look at that and think of some within a treatment program, mm -mm. light therapy, but mm -mm. it can be as simple as taking a ride in, in a car. the sun and getting mm -hmm. that vitamin D mm -hmm. and, and the health benefits yes. of just that. A hundred percent, and not even in a ride in a car, sitting outside. Right. For 15 minutes yeah. instead of, you know, and I hate to say depression scroll on your phone, but you're outside. And so it's the small gradual steps that you can do. And then they're the, they're the little wins because the depression we were discussing, the depressed person, a lot of times will have low self-worth. Like I can't do this, that hopeless, helpless worthless. Right. Well, you know, if you're a gold star person and you know, one of you know, I, I need the, them at a girl's. I can literally write in my notebook, sit outside for 20 minutes as a goal and put a little sticker next to it or a little check mark that I did it. And that will build my own self-worth up. Yeah. But I did that today. And then yeah. tomorrow I'm going to do it again. And then next week I'm going to do 30 minutes because I'm a right. renegade, you know. Well, get, get a win, right? Yeah. Like get a win. It's, it might get be a small win, win but it's get a win. It's a small win, win but right? it's a win. So we'll go back into talking about different treatments. But, I mean, it's the statistics show that are roughly only 37% of people who 
struggle with depression actually seek out actively mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. seek out some type of treatment why why so low right well, why motivation <laughs> right <laughs> it's a motiv- yeah. i can't even get you to leave the house let them go to therapy <laughs> right right <laughs> well and and a lot of that has to do with that oh i'm just sad and we're back to minimizing our own symptoms accepting you know what's going on we don't want a diagnosis we don't want medication heaven forbid we have to take a medication because depression right. is automatically in in my mind synonymous synonymously linked with a medication. Oh, I have to go on mm, meds. Right, right, right. And then those meds have side effects. Like there's yes. an app for that. There's a med for that. Right, yeah, 100%. Thing, right. Like, oh, you're depressed. Let's just throw meds at you. Right. Well, yeah, because we have to identify what type of depression you have. Okay, is it situational? Is it something that's biological? Do you have like major depressive disorder? Are there episodes? Like what's going on here? If that's you, then we're, we want to raise that baseline up a little bit. We want you right. to be happier. So- we can only do that with so much sunshine. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm, I, sunshine right. and granola does not fix everything. <laughs> but if you want to ride that that wave, absolutely. How many more beach references can I make right now? I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. Surfing is. We get a track. Anyway. Tracker. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But that is one thing. But if that's just not working, meds are right for you. But then right. also I hear, well, I was on this for this long. I was on that for that long. There are different meds. For you, and yeah. unfortunately, sometimes there are some great docs out there that spend some time with you and know kind of a little subsect of which ones might work. Yeah. You know, and there's different classes, and I'm going to try and maintain my lane here, okay, because I'm not a doctor. <laughs> right, you know right, what right. I'm saying? But with that, you got to stay on them. And here we are, humans again, going, right. oh, well, I took them for a week. I'm still sad. Or, well, or I took them and I'm feeling better now, so I'm, I'm going to stop. Hashtag placebo. <laughs> right, right, right. So. That's not true. But it, it does, those two do play into each other. And right. looking at, you got to take them to therapeutic doses, and that takes time. We don't want to do something that takes time. We want it to be fast and easy, and that's yeah. not how this works. Yeah, we don't have a microwave kit that we can just pop in and feel better once we eat the bag of popcorn. No, that would be right. weird. So if that were the case. So this, I mean, this does play into the fact that, we, I mean, you and I have talked uh, a lot offline about the fact that there is no one size fits all, right? Everybody, right. like depression affects people differently uh-huh. and the treatments and the ways that, that they're going to heal and get better are going to look different. Oh, and yeah. medication, you know, is one of the things, but it, it might not be for everybody, mm-hmm. right? 